0: Oh shit. Here we go again.
1: What's up, ballers? We're back in the booth two weeks after the last major of 2020 season, the Masters. Congratulations to Dustin Johnson. Comes away with his second major championship, a five-shot win against a very stout field we'll talk about that here in a moment we got all three of us in the booth first we got jake and vince here as well and the third guy in the booth doug stevens is here so guys happy to have you vince jakey how are we doing tonight boys good 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 happy to be back living the dream dude it's a good week oh so, oh it's been a great week and I think we're, we're probably pushing for a Callaway sponsorship at this point because uh, we all raided the uh, Black Friday sale on on, uh, <laughs> on Friday <laughs> thanks to Vinny there, our in-house technician, who uh, found the sale. We all walked away. Did you get a three-wood too, Jake? Uh,
0: I got a four-wood. What was a little bit more Whoa. loft
1: this time? Yeah. What uh, What's the loft on a four-wood? Like 17? 16 and a half. Uh, okay, 16 and a half. So Jake got the four-wood. Vinny got the standard three-wood. He got the sub-zero head, 15 degrees. And Dougie got the... Super strong bullet masher, (laughs) 13 and a half degree three wood uh, with the uh, extra stiff shaft. Whoa. That um, I hit a tee shot on Sunday and I turned around and Vinny said, "Uh, don't think that ball was spinning at all. I'm pretty sure it just hits huge knuckles. 270.
2: (laughs) The 7X with it, man. You're you're not.
1: It's just. Is that we're
0: going to call that thing? The moose knuckle? I like it.
1: It, That's fine. It it, it it feels good when I hit it, man. But there is zero spin off that thing. Um, yeah, you going to tee that thing up high. But yeah, you're right. Actually, I should do that. But uh, yeah, we so we hit that. That was good. That was good. I hope everybody else was safe on Black Friday. I know you can't really go to stores anymore, so everything's online. I got a couple other things added to my uh, golf outfit uh, wardrobe. Got some pants for the the winter, which is very short here in Houston. Although it is freezing here right now. It's, it was like 32 this week. This morning, I woke up. There was what I call Texas snow on the ground we had ice on the ground um oh, so. man. yeah I know it's been a it's been a freezer we uh we played Sunday it was probably in the fifties but sunny it was really windy very tough out there Benny um had a few el Hose-els oh again.
2: no. <laughs> hey it's fine I was focusing on the t ball and uh that that worked oh. out great and then uh you know the short game was really struggling it's fine
0: is hey, what it is you, your week couldn't have been worse than mine coming out with like a super cold 44 and then shooting
1: even on the back. No worse way to shoot 80 than that. I think Vinny, Vinny's like Bryson right now. He's, he's in the off season. He's just working on his length. Okay. Prepare for the, prepare for the gentlemen's cup next year. And about a month prior, he's just going to really have the short game dialed. I, I, I like to think so. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, cause I'm going to be honest. I think the, the, the hosels, it started, uh, mid pines or the, the round before mid pines in North Carolina yes that's when it started oh my god it's, it's kind of lasted a, a wee bit here been that's been six months yeah we gotta we gotta get that fixed hasn't been great
2: i think i'm just i mean i don't really know I'm often to talk to chase i'm gonna pick his brain sometimes there i just feel like i'm just so like over top of the ball it i i have no choice but to like try to swipe it and then i just hit it right in the neck so maybe
0: you gotta adopt the the surfboard putting into your uh into your full swing setup. and
2: whatever it takes dude <laughs> That's true, actually. That was I <laughs> like literally whatever guy, it
1: takes. I saw him at the club the other day. I need to get a, a video of his putting stance for the for the pod. I forgot. Um, I forgot about that too. Yeah, I saw him with his two kids on Sunday, I think. Uh, but anyways, all right, let's talk about the Masters. So uh, it was the last major of the year this year. It was the third one. We did not have four because the British Open was canceled. Again, Dustin Johnson came out there and waffle the field but before we talk about dj let's talk about a few other guys that we all thought would be up there and had a chance to get the job done as we get into the masters i guess maybe before we do that let's just get some thoughts jakey what did you what did you think about uh the masters being in october being in the fall and um, just the the tournament itself no fans what did you think about the entire thing
0: yeah i mean obviously i think you it, it it was definitely different. I mean, you said October, and it was actually in November. That just tells you how this year is going for everybody. Time is like oh, a, right. remember, a flat yeah. circle. <laughs> right. um, no, I I think it's it, it didn't play like we saw play in the past. Like it was it was really really soft. Um, like they couldn't use certain pins because of how soft it was. That was one thing I noticed. Where like some of the traditional pins, you know, didn't didn't make an appearance on Saturday or Sunday because. The greens just weren't rolling fast enough to actually get those funnels really like working, you know, it wasn't firm enough. Plus the rain, the rain that they had. But I think in the end, like what you can take away is that we got, we got a masters. I thought some of the stuff that they did with coverage was cool. We talked a little bit about, you know, the app being a uh, pretty killer where you could watch every shot. Um, but at the same time, I was disappointed that, you know, on the broadcast we didn't get more variance from what we would get normally just judging by the fact that they had the place completely to themselves. So I mean, overall, obviously it was, it was great. And I, I think I said this to Vince or maybe I said it in our group text, but I was like low key, really happy that DJ won. like it, it, I was like, this actually fits. Like I get to watch DJ play golf until he literally can't play. Like DJ could play at the masters until, you know, he's older than Larry Mize or Bernard Langer. And now you get to see him forever, like late right. into his career. And that's, that's going to be super cool, and I, I'm excited to see um, you know it, it be able to talk about that you know in the future and uh, you know even 30 years from now or whatever, 20 years from now, you'd be able to say hey like look right. at you know DJ's still playing out there, so pretty crazy.
1: It was it was really enjoyable, really good. Vinny, what did you what do you think about the the Masters in November?
2: I mean, I really liked it. I still have a problem with DJ coming out and shooting 20 under. Like it's great. Like it's like for him and the year he's had like it's fucking amazing like what a way to end it but um you know 38 people that made the cut were under par and i mean i think we kind of had it pegged that we would maybe see 10 people under par i know they had a few days of rain first two days played soft and there were some scoring conditions but it kind of held through all four days they were expecting it to get way more difficult and it didn't and i think that's you know, that the time of year contributed to that. Um, but at the same time, it, it was a Masters, but it wasn't a Master unlike any other. Um, I think the fan fans aspect, um, just you know, just kind of, it, it made the Masters a little short-lived. And I'm happy that the next one's in, you know, in April and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, no, I think you bring up a good point. It was one of the things I'd written down actually to talk about tonight is, uh, I think we can all agree that the champion in April will not be 20 under, but... No. Will the champion be uh, better than 15-under, which is where Cameron Smith and Sungjae were at uh, at T2? I uh.
2: I don't think they'll allow... I mean, sure, I don't know if they have a choice but to allow it. <laughs> but I do think that they're going to be more difficult. If there was any concern that the course was going to play different in November and people shot the score, um, then... They're definitely gonna have it set up way more difficult in April, especially on a short term notice.
0: I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think like you will see them uh, go pretty hard in April because you you don't want to have you can stand behind the excuse uh, of it being November and it being soft, which is thousand percent true. Um, but I, I do think Vince kind of is on to something there they, they will they will absolutely set up something crazier in April.
1: And, and if they get the right weather that you
0: could see that place being really firm.
1: If you're Cameron Smith, how upset are you that you shot four rounds in the sixties and didn't even finish within five shots of the lead? I don't, I don't know. Like,
0: I, I mean, I don't think that I would be in his shoes up necessarily upset about it. And it, I don't know. It's like a weird thing. I mean, DJ, obviously was the, is the best player in the world, like head yep. and shoulders right now. He's the best player in the world. And he, he didn't really give any openings. I mean, Cam Smith, to hit the ball the way he did and score the way he did is, like, incongruent. You don't ever see it happen that way. So I think in some ways walk, he walk, he's probably walking away like, wow, I, I can't believe I did this. At the same time, you know, on Sunday, I think I was playing golf uh, because it was on early, which was definitely a bummer. And I had it going on my little push cart. Like, I had my phone propped up. And I think Cam Smith got within two, and I texted you and Vince and was like, Man, this is like one bad shot, one flub from DJ away from us starting to be like, "Oh shit, here we go
1: again." And yep. it just
0: he like just put his foot right on the floor, like it wasn't even a thing.
1: You know what I mean? Yep, I agree. I mean, he came out on Sunday, um, and he was. He, I mean, he he played it the way he needed to, like you said. I think Cam Smith got within two. Uh, DJ was like one under through three and I think he made a bogey and got back to even and then it got a little tight, but then like after the par five number eight, uh, eight, uh, it it was, it was pretty much over at that point. I mean, Cam Smith and Sungjae really would have had to, you know, shoot like 64 on Sunday to have any chance I think of getting in there. Um, what about our boy Sungjae? So Sungjae gets talked about a lot on the podcast, uh, um, has definitely not had this good of a, a, play at any major on uh, let alone the masters he plays every week um you know, i think i saw the week after was the rsm there was a joke it was like stewart sink who had just like broken the record for most rounds or most cuts made something like that mm-hmm. and they were like well do you think you're uh i think pat Perez asked him he's like do you think your your streak's gonna be safe and he's like definitely not sung jay's gonna play for like another 70 years and have like three thousand cuts made <laughs> so um what do you think about our boy Sung You know, again, like Cameron Smith, Cameron Smith has a win. So does Sung Jay uh, on tour. Young guys, um, uh, secures his spot. Not that he needed it, but secures his spot in all four majors for next year and the Players' Championship um, and gets a second place. You think Sung really that's just to show you like how good he is and how close he is to, to winning a major? Vince, why don't you start this one off? I mean, I'm going to
2: say yes. I think when you're that young and you have the opportunity to low at a major let alone the masters at augusta um yeah, i think you do it once and you're you can probably say that you have settled your nerves for all of the other events and you know like you know you're gonna you could be in the mix if you just play your game so uh i think some jay is really he's probably got another like few great years ahead of him like really soon i wouldn't be surprised to see him win two more times next year I would love to see him win two more times. but I, like I think he, this is all just getting getting rid of the nerves and uh, he can hang.
0: yeah, i I have a theory that this masters was as good, and I mean, look, the leaderboard kind of shows it, but like this masters was as good for masters rookies for for young players as you could possibly have, right? Softer, um, no fans, you know, right. sort of like, you know, the, not a lot of pressure, I want to say. Like, DJ was kind of running away with it. So, at that point, it was, you know, kind of fighting for what your position was going to be in that, that top 15 or so. And to me, for a guy like Jay, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a takeaway moment. Because we all know, like, he just hits it so good. Um, and when he's on, especially approaching greens, he's unbelievable. He was unbelievable around the greens, which we don't really see a lot from him because he usually hits a ton of greens. Um, and he got the putter going so yeah like if you're going into you know april of next year and you're looking at a guy who just had a really great masters not too long ago i don't know why you wouldn't put him sort of near the top of the list uh, to be able to do that kind of stuff again i feel like augusta more than maybe any other major like breeds confidence but it also like if you're somebody else who we might talk about in a little bit here Yes, something really bad happened. It hangs with you. There's, there's this thing about Augusta where it's just, you know,
1: yeah. keeps digging at you one way or the other. So I am very glad that Vinny uh, worded his description the way he did because I thought about it and Sungjae reminds not, not as a player, but their career so far reminds me of a young Ricky Fowler. Mm-hmm.
0: Ricky came mm-hmm. out
1: on tour, was very popular, probably more popular than Sungjae, but everybody loves Sungjae. He won early. He then played really well in a couple majors, finished second in a few, and has really not made any noise since then. He's won here and there. Uh, I think very comparable. So, what do you guys think? You think that's a good description? You think I'm an idiot? You, you think uh, there's? A, I mean, obviously, there's a chance that he he doesn't finish this well again in a major, or do you think that uh, that's really not going to affect him and he's gonna he's gonna get one in here in the next couple of years? Jake, let's go with you, Jake.
0: Mm. yeah i think he could get one i i don't i just don't see uh kind of why not i mean I, I wish i had a better you know sort of reasoning beyond that it's just like when you look at the requisite skills it, it kind of checks all the boxes i guess and it's just i i really think it's an experience and confidence thing and you're just going to sort of see that kind of ramp up yep
2: I'm on, the, I'm on the same boat with Jake. Uh, I don't know if you can really say that. I mean, even say this about Ricky, but he, yes, he's not been as great as he was, you know, in his first like two to three years on tour. But that's fine. I we've seen many players have a funk in the middle of their their tour career and come out mm-hmm. and win two events a year and like I like I said, I agree with Jake. I don't think you're going to see that from Sungjae. I think he's still. He's still peaking, in my opinion.
0: Can I throw one other thought out there, too? Yeah. I think we kind of forget that, like, Fowler came out at a time when there was some depth developing on tour. But I don't think, as a whole, the top of the game was as good as it is now. So, like, we you see a guy like Sanjay doing what he's doing and you try to compare it to what Fowler did, I mean, what, what are we talking, 10 years ago now, maybe? Yeah, or probably. So. so, like, you try to compare that, and it's like, it's not the same when the top of the game is, you know, Matt Kucher versus, or, you know, somebody like that, or, or Hunter Mahan, who was a great player at the time, um, you know, and Rory sort of in the same boat as Fowler, and then you look at right. what the top of the game is now, and it's just like, holy shit, those are different worlds, even though it's, you know, 10 years apart,
1: so... Um, do we think DJ just comes out and smashes the field again in April and wins it? (laughs) It's tough to say. I mean, he's not going to be up there
0: actually. Yeah, for sure. He's got to be up there for sure.
1: I think he's, uh, yeah, he's got like, he's only like two to one to win it again in April. I mean, he, he had one of the best, best with COVID in the, in the middle of it. He had one of the best seasons of all time. I mean, he. He absolutely, he shot two rounds in the eighties back to back. And then basically after that, he said, all right, F off. And, and won like three events, won a major. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it's going to be interesting. I think I, I would like to see it. I mean, I, obviously I want, there's other guys I, I may want to see win the Masters more than DJ. But I, I I would love to see him just rattle off like a couple year where he just absolutely dominates everybody. I think it'd be fun to watch and be good for golf. Um, but on the other side of that. We got Rory here. So Rory's all is going at, the, at Augusta again. He's got a chance in April. He's trying to get his complete the career grand slam. He comes out all the hype on on Thursday. Yes, it was wet, but it was wet for everybody else. And there was a bunch of rounds in the low 60s and he shoots this, this 75. Um, and from there, I mean, he shot three good rounds. He actually had to shoot a good round on Friday to get in, make a cut. He shot 66 and then shot 67 and 69 on the weekend. Ended up nine shots back, but do you think it's just like morally defeating every time he comes out there? I mean, he, he gets talked about, talked about in the presser that, you know, you've had four or five shots at it now. Obviously, we all know he had an epic collapse on the 10th tee box uh, a few years back when he had the lead. Do um, you think that just keeps weighing on him and weighing on him and, and it just gets harder and harder to win? Or do you think eventually that's something he, he brushes by and gets it done? Because I think, Jake, if I, if I remember correctly, you, you picked him to win um, the tournament. I did. I did. Oh, I don't
0: know, man. I, like, if, this is not me being disappointed in Rory. Like, right. I just feel like this is I mean, become, T5 is a great finish. It's just... Yes, I, I totally agree. And if you look at... I mean, he probably, re, like, realistically, if you just lopped off the first round, was the second most impressive player in the field. Truly. Like, if you go back and re-watch it, it's like, those last three rounds, he was completely locked in, seemed to have everything... The fact that he, on Saturday, no, Friday, whatever day, I'm trying to, I'm blanking. I think it was Saturday. What day did they have to play to? No, Friday. So he finishes round one terribly, goes in, has a sandwich, walks back out and looks like a different golfer. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, my takeaway from Rory is, yes, something has stuck with him. I do think it's something he's going to get over, though. Like, this gave me more confidence that he will win one. Than confidence, or then feeling that he won't win
1: one. He didn't just like throw in the chips and fold like a little cheap table after he shot seventy six. Like exactly, exactly.
2: I would think that. I mean, we've seen this from Rory. I think just in his body language, I think bad play gets to him way more than anything that's said amongst the golf world. And I think the biggest. I, I you asked if he was morally defeated. I think the only thing he could have been morally defeated about was his Thursday round when he knew and a guy who's you know from Ireland and plays soft windy rounds all the right. time and out of everybody we probably expected him to come out and blitz this soft course and and he didn't and, and I think that's probably what he could have been morally defeated about but and then he you know as Jake says has a sandwich and comes out and it's like me after a good hot dog at the turn <laughs> And uh, <laughs> plays, plays three amazing rounds. So I, like I said, a, a short term memory is good, and I think I don't think that what's said in the golf world really, you know, affects Rory as much as maybe we
1: think it does. Yeah, I mean, it, if you don't look at the scores at the leaderboard, you look just at the names in the top ten. You have the four top ranked players in the world. Right there, you got DJ, you got Rory, you got Kafka, and you got Rom. I mean, there it was—it was an incredible leaderboard. Just with the fact that DJ happened to shoot five shots better than the guys that finished second, and ten shots better than Bruce Kafka and John Rom that finished T seven. But you had a great field. Um, you had the heavy hitters out there. It just—you uh, know—DJ just played. It really, like Jake, you make a good point. It really shows you how how far ahead DJ is right now when he is playing at the top of his game. Um, you know, obviously I know maybe Rory or Brooks or Rom aren't at the top of their game to at the second, but they're all playing very good golf and DJ's putting it together. And it just shows you the talent that he has. And, and again, we've talked about it all the time, but he's won what, like 13 seasons in a row now on tour or something crazy. Right. So you, you um, left out the, another guy, you left out
2: JT and that makes a uh, solo oh, yeah, you're fourth. Right. So that's yeah, five yeah, yeah. of the, you know, that's all five of them right there. And honestly, I was on JT. He did not have a great week to shoot Um, 12-under. He drove the ball like shit. And you want to talk about somebody who's still fighting for a top five and did not, you know, did not play well, period. Um, And, like, I've read some things about people's sixth trip to Augusta. A lot of winners win on their sixth trip there. Uh, Guess what next April is? It's JT's sixth trip. Oh, nice. So um uh, you know although i'm on him i'm going to be on him again i think if he comes out finds a damn driver
1: he could really win i think you see, you would have seen him up there even further yeah. and uh, i was going to talk about this at the end but we'll talk about it right now vinny congratulations my man you yes. a lo- you were basically a master champion like dustin johnson um <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you got it done in the golf pool uh, that's right and you had a bit of a sweat when there really wasn't a sweat until Sunday <laughs> afternoon, because no one was around until Rory started charging up the leaderboard.
0: That uh, is correct.
1: So, so yeah, I mean, JT came out, shot 66. What, what were you thinking after that? You're like, it's over. Like, cause you knew DJ was fine. You didn't, nobody had DJ uh, or people that, that were far enough behind you. It didn't matter. So after JT shoots 66, are you like, all right, it's over. I don't have to worry about anything. No, I I really thought you were going to see him, you know, maybe make the run
2: with DJ in the event and then uh first thing Friday you see him start like bogey bogey and then fights back in the second round uh driver was ice cold and it kind of stayed that way for the rest of the weekend like he hit a bunch left into the tree lines uh I got a little worried <laughs> round three he he only shot one under yep um and then at that point in time Rory had shot seven under over the last two rounds or whatever eight under and uh really I was fighting against Rory the gap was somewhere around 200,000 points and in the top five that's pretty much the gap in payout right so had Rory finished in like a t2 position and JT in fourth I would have lost by like 4,000 points which is Incredibly marginal.
0: That would have been brutal. <laughs> that would have been
2: terrible, terrible. I don't think I would have. T- I would have not texted you for a week just to let you mourn. let me cool off. But yeah. um, you know, JT comes out and makes an eagle on like the seventieth hole or whatever, and and the sixty eighth hole, and you yep. know, I cracked open a beer and I'm like, let's fucking do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, which you should have, man. That was, uh, you know, that was I got a JT at Augusta sort of theory. I don't think he'll get it done there, because I just I, I look at him as a guy who like he's not a creative golfer, and I I think that you need to be somewhat creative. Like Vince's pick was great because obviously he was you know hot and and had been playing really well, and obviously it paid him out, which is awesome. But I don't know if JT can like sort of just let himself swing free and like be that guy that you know, just kind of works it around, uh, at Augusta for some reason, he just seems to just want to go up there and just bash everything oh. and, you know, hit, hit it kind of just nuke, constantly nuke everything. And we saw what happened with Bryson trying to do that, um, to a different level. I just, I don't know if it really suits him. It's going to take him, uh, you know, getting out of his comfort zone to, to win there, I think. Yeah.
1: Well, um, yeah, I mean, Benny, congratulations, my man. That's huge. Awesome. Uh huge i mean probably the only time in your lifetime you win something like that so just an unbelievable feeling that you get to get to do that something that i've never been able to do so uh
2: thanks guys i appreciate congratulations
1: it. nice nice way to get uh, a little little christmas money to spend yeah. on some people uh so <laughs> awesome there um make sure nicole doesn't ask for too much now that you have a little bit extra coin in your pocket <laughs> um, but uh it's all yeah, right so man. some of it's I already did... allocated we'll, we'll call it that <laughs> way I did see um, a a fun stat. I wanted to see if you guys knew. So DJ shot 65 on round one and two or three. He made seven birdies on the third round, but that was not the most birdies ever made in one round at Augusta. It is someone has made 11 birdies in one round. Does anybody have any idea who that might be? And he played in the Masters in the last uh, 10 or 15 years. 11 birdies? Yep, eleven birdies, and didn't. I'll tell you this and did not win the tournament. <clears throat> is it like Ernie Els or somebody crazy? It
0: is it a former champ? Can I ask that question? He's, he's never. Like, he has never won the never Masters. won. Okay, never oh, won. Okay. Um, hmm. Eleven birdies. I don't. I don't know. I had. I was gonna say Angel Cabrera, but it's, then then I was like, no, if he's never won.
1: It's our boy Anthony Kim. That's right. Oh, they my put God. it. They put They're it going.
2: on TV when Abraham Answer shot the second best round for somebody from Oklahoma's, Oklahoma. After, since Anthony Kim.
1: Oh man! Yep, AK. I Kella. remember that. Had eleven birdies in one round. The Sooner. That's yep. so
0: crazy. Yep. RIP, RIP. AK. R.I.P. I, I almost said Oklahoma State, and show. then
2: somebody would have, you know, reached yeah. out with <laughs> some hate.
1: Oh man! Yeah. Yeah. I love. Hey, love it. <laughs> um so yeah so tiger made the cut he made he he had an interesting fourth round he made a 10 on the number 12 the par three interesting he hit uh, three in the water two in the two in the water off the tee then he hit his, th- his third drop into the back bunker and then he um hit that shot into the water and ended up birding five out of the last six holes which is the first time in his career he's ever done that so he showed some <laughs> life um uh, finished t-38 um, we also had a couple old timers make the cut. With um, the ageless wonder Bernard Longer made it and uh, finished t twenty nine, so he beat Tiger. Uh, and then uh, our boy Larry, well, not our boy, but Larry Mize, I, didn't he make the cut? Right? I think the miser made the cut. Yeah, he's like the oldest guy ever to make the cut. Where did this guy finish? I don't see on the leaderboard right now. I don't
2: know if that's right. I think it was Mike Weir. No, I, I'm,
1: hold
0: on. I'm Weir made the cut positive. too.
1: I thought Larry made the cut. Maybe not. He missed it. He missed it. He shot seventy-seven round two. Uh, so I guess Bernard was the oldest guy ever to make the cut. I thought it was Larry Mize. I, I'm bad. My bad there. But uh, yeah, Mike Weir made it. Former champ. Guys playing on the uh, Champions Tour. So did Phil Mickelson. Champions Tour guy, and uh, <laughs> and Bernard. Uh, so yeah, we had some uh, some good, two amateurs made it. Uh, actually, both the amateur champion and the. Um, guy who finished runner-up made the cut so uh good to see those guys always fun to see the amateurs making the cut um who out of the top 10 um on the leaderboard do you guys think we have to look out for for next year other than dj in the in the four majors that are coming up so that uh that's dustin johnson cameron smith J, jt rory fratelli tt pan brooks kapka rom and simpson fratelli oh
0: shit um I mean You'll I I reasons. always
2: think that John Rom has the has the game to show up at any event. Um we know he's a hothead, but he he seemed pretty good at the Masters in, in a way. He didn't really I mean honestly, they didn't show a lot of him, which was kind of upset about. Uh but I think John Rom definitely has a major under his belt next year.
0: I mean, they didn't show much of him after he like really made kind of a, a terrible swing on eight when he just, like, you know, duck hook topped it into the trees and yeah, banged one. two years in a row. I know. It's like, I, I've, I don't understand why a lot of guys go, go for that green with, when you could just lay it up to the front and then hit that really long right. pitch. But whatever. Um, I'm, I'll say they want right to make now, eagle. They want to make eagle. But at the same time, you could walk away with, like, a real cushy birdie there. Um, I got to go with Kepka, to be honest. Like, d- does not have his A game banged-up knee. We don't know what his physical status is. I mean, obviously, he got 10-shotted by DJ in this thing, like, absolutely decimated. Is that
1: demoralizing to him?
0: Well, I think when you talk shit and then you get your shit pushed in, it is probably a little demoralizing. But at the same time, um, yeah, I, I still think it shows one thing, that, that it, when, when the lights are bright, like, he will find a way to get somewhere in the mix. Now the mix here was not possible, but like let's just say the DJ didn't exist and the winner was Cam Smith at fifteen under. He's in the mix, right? He's five back. And right. like that's sort of right, a doable right. thing. Yep. So yeah, I think I think it's it's a good look for DJ or for Brooks. Two majors where he has not won, um, not been hundred percent, and obviously looked really bad at Harding Park on Sunday, but going into Sunday, it kind of seemed like he was going to do it again. So, yep, I, I still think that there's a lot left
1: in that tank. I agree. Um, the last guy I wanted to talk about before we move on to just a few closing things here for this episode is uh, Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> Bryson was my pick to win the Masters. Um, guy who came out, and obviously everybody knows the story, Talked he's talked about a lot, he came out and he absolutely crushed in the major that he won this year. Um, had a nice little battle with Matt Wolf for a little bit, but then ended up pulling away there, um, to win at Wingfoot. He shot 70 in round one, uh, which actually was a very good 70 cause he made some, some big numbers. Um, and then shot what I would say is an unlucky 74 in round two. He had a lost ball on number three, uh, which I believe was his back nine, but, uh, he had a lost ball there that landed like 15 yards from one of the spotters, and they just couldn't find it in the thick rough. He ended up making triple, um, but even with that, you know, he's not—I don't—he's not, don't, not going to win the tournament, even if he shot 70, which would have been four shots better, and he would have been at six under instead of two under for the event. Uh, what, what do we think about Bryson DeChambeau? Uh, is it just like—is he becoming the guy who is going to shoot 15 under sometimes in majors and shoot seven over in the others, or? Was that just a one-off thing, you thinking he played bad and he'll be back in, in contention in April? Benny?
2: I mean, I'll keep this short and sweet. We know Bryson is not dumb enough to keep a strategy when he knows it's not working at certain places. Like, straight up, he had a game plan. It wasn't the right game plan for Augusta. And, you know, he faced his consequences. Do we think he's going to do it again? No, I bet you see him top five in next year.
0: Jakey? Thoughts? Disagree? Agree? Um, I mean, I agree to a degree. I don't think I don't think Augusta's ever gonna work for him. But I do think you see how he his uh Bryson's just raised his floor so much, right? Like right. his his worst play and even with like a bad break, it wasn't even that truly overall, like that terrible. Like was he the force that everybody thought he was gonna be? Did he try to bully Augusta and it, like, straight up backfired on him? Yeah, it definitely did. But, I mean, if you have a week where he is hitting it better and he's mentally in a better space, that's the other thing, too. Like, any little thing bothers him. And the fact that the greens weren't totally great. He doesn't have a greens reading book. He's complaining about his tummy the whole week. Um, He really was, too. The guy drinks 20 protein shakes a day. Probably so was, a, it, I actually
2: didn't even know that was a thing. Did that really happen? Yeah. Oh yeah. Was he, he really complaining about, about his yeah, plant-based like protein?
1: You saying Jason Day effects? He's like, I, I was lightheaded. I may yeah. have COVID. They tested him. He didn't have COVID. He's like, so I don't, I don't know what's going on in my head.
0: He said um, his, he said his stomach is hurting him, and I'm sitting here thinking like. The guy drinks so many protein shakes, he's probably just shits a brick every time he has to take
1: a dump. Because you, like, you ate 10,000 calories yeah, today,
0: <laughs> right? Like, if you only eat red meat, dude, like it can happen. Uh, so, bottom line being though, I, I just think that he's going to be there. He's going to be there from now on. Um, if yeah. he's playing even okay, his okay is like as good as a lot of guys' bests. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, just another comparison that I was thinking of, and then I'll let you move on. But, like, think about how good. Abraham answer had to be all week on and around the greens to even sniff where he was. And then Sunday he tries to, and, and I like what he did. He tried to just go out and win. He's like, you know what? If I'm so far back, I have to make a ton of birdies. And he got ejected. Yep. That's because he can't get like that out of his game. Like his floor is so much lower than Bryson's. So yep, yep that's my take.
1: No, well, I like it. It's, it's fair, Fair assessment, and um, I agree. I think uh, he's going to be around the leaderboard in a lot of events going forward. So um, so that's really all I have for the 2020 Masters. Again, didn't think it would ever happen, so I'm glad that they were able to play it. I do think that uh, Augusta National membership uh, and Ridley, the chairman, were able to take a deep sigh of relief after Bryson mm-hmm. did not break their course. Um, but also happy that they got to play the event. It ended up you know, I think when DJ walked down the 18th green, there was enough members and volunteers there. It was a pretty decent crowd around the green. Um, but, yeah, definitely missed the roars out there. Uh, nothing like when when Tiger won uh, two years ago. But uh, will be fun to see an, another Masters in, uh, you know, five or six months, which is, is going to be awesome. Uh, hopefully all this health stuff is, is past us uh, and we'll have fans back at the event. But, uh, yeah, all in all, great event like uh, like Benny said the top 5 players in the world were in the top 10 uh so you know golf is in a really good place right now dj is just absolutely on fire uh hopefully he continues that streak into next year i'd love to see it but also would love to see somebody like sung jm sneak up there and and take a major for the first time yep um any other th- closing thoughts on on the masters boys ah i
2: think what the wager on the masters is is going to be Are we going to see a a few fans out there other than just members? What are you thinking?
0: Yeah, I think I think by that time you'll see limited a limited number.
1: Won't be the same, but you'll see limited numbers. I think they'll go Houston route. Maybe a little bit more, like two to four thousand fans a day um, out there, plus the members. So uh, you know a a decent membership or uh, viewing. But uh, yeah, I agree. It won't be the. I don't know how many they normally have out there ten, fifteen thousand. But I would. I would doubt uh, they go that route yet unless, you know, all the vaccines get out there quicker than that, but I I would go two to 4,000. What do you think, Ben? I don't know, man. I'm pretty, I'm
2: pretty fearful that April is still pretty early in terms of like just distribution. uh, Even if, you know, these vaccines are going to do what they promise, but yeah, I, I think if, it's going to be tough for the, the members and, you know, Commissioner and everybody at Augusta to be like, let's let's bring everybody out for this event, for yeah. the first event. I think April's still a little early.
1: We think, do we think we'll ever see the Masters not played again in April? In our lifetime?
0: Uh, I don't even know how to say yes to that. I mean, yeah. I could see it. I could see it happening at a different time. I mean, World War III, alien (laughs) invasions.
1: (laughs) Alien invasions. PS5 shortages. I mean, come
0: on. When we get to PS6, like, you just never know. (laughs) So, uh, but no, I mean, truthfully, hopefully not. Hopefully it's like, if they ever have to move it again, they're like, you know what? The weather just looks really bad. We're just going to move it until last week in March. Like, you know, shit like that. I don't. Right, 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 right. Okay.
1: All right, guys. Well, that was awesome. Um, I hope can't wait for April. Uh, before we go, I want to talk quickly about the um, the match number three, which was mm. played in Arizona uh, between Phil Mickelson and Sir Charles Barkley, and uh, they played against Steph Curry and Peyton Manning. This is Peyton's second one. Phil's been in all three of them, and then obviously Curry and uh, Charles. Were the rookies for the third match? Uh, they they raised a lot of money for charity. I think uh, over five, four point four million or four point five million. So great, they're doing great things, feeding um, feeding the the needy people that need different meals. Doing a great job there. They raised um, you know countless donations from different different celebrities and other people that, during the entire time. But do we think that the? I mean, it's, it seems like there's going to be a bunch of these going forward because Phil, you know, just likes to collect checks and, and play golf, but uh, Like, Do we think that it's good for the game of golf, or do we think that it's just kind of, it doesn't really matter, or do you think it it hurts the game by by putting these on, Uh, Jake?
0: Uh, I think it's great. Brings in casual viewers. um, Opens up, you know, more exhibitions, which, I mean, golf history was full of exhibitions uh, before the tour. Um, So, I I think it's good in that way, and you can maybe have some primetime things, and Especially as some of our favorite stars get a little bit older, it could be an interesting thing to watch them do some, you know, some prime time head to head things. And I think the charity aspect of it is good because we know that the PGA tour does a lot of like charity stuff and and it's very cool, but it's all kind of the same charity every year. So it's neat. Like, you know, this one, ton of stuff went to historically uh, black colleges and universities, right. which, which Steph Curry's big into. Um, you know, he's, he sponsored the, I think it's howard university golf team so like I, th- I think overall it's a good thing i will say this though they gotta start like changing a couple of things and i think one variable that we need to maybe move away from is is like phil's gotta have a different role at some point like i i was could not believe that he talked for like three hours straight he didn't shut up for like three hours it was insane um yep but, yeah, I mean, it was cool. Did I think this one was nearly as good as the other ones? No, I did not. I thought the one with uh, Brady and Manning and, and Tiger and Phil was great, and the first match was, was really fun Sorry. and new. Well, it, was, it the, the golf sucked. The golf sucked, like, yeah, right, right, right. The idea of it, I was like, oh, I'm into this. You know, I was betting with my friends and that whole thing, and this one just didn't really do it yeah. for me. It was still cool. Don't get me wrong. I
1: watched the whole freaking thing, but it just wasn't <clears> that great. I think that, you know, I guess I'll include like the other match with uh, Wolf and, and Rory and those guys. Um, mm-hmm. Like they've done a good job of showcasing golf courses that would never get seen. Sure. Um, in the U.S., like, uh, you know, obviously I'm not comparing the match that they played down in Florida to the one in Arizona, but I thought the Arizona course uh, at Seminole, the one in Florida, sorry, but, uh, the one in Arizona I thought was cool. There were some really cool tee shots and that does a good, you know, good for, for that area. Cause people are then, you know, searching, Oh, what other courses can I play and make a trip out of this? So, um, you know, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a really cool course. I didn't actually know that Phil owned golf courses. So that was another thing I learned from it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I love Peyton, you know, Peyton does great in commercials. He's funny to listen to. He, he has some like good jabs in there here and there. He doesn't talk the entire time, which I like. Yeah. Phil, i don't know if he just tries too hard or whatever it is but um and actually charles you know we've seen his swing over the years he's made vast improvements whether that's from working with phil for the last month or or just actually working on his game so i was happy to see him get rid of the, the hitch and uh hit some good shots and help out and uh yeah it was it was fun to fun to watch i'd be curious to see when the when the fourth match is i'm sure it'll be next year um And, uh, hopefully that's another, another golf course that they haven't played before. And, uh, we'll get a chance to take a look at that. Um, with that, that's all I got guys. Um, we are going to come back with another episode this week. We're actually going to launch two. So we're going to, the next pod will be, uh, we're bringing on the, uh, captain that we play against. He's been on two other episodes, our boy, Tom, for the, uh, the revealing of our gentlemen's cup. this year it'll be a shorter episode 15 20 minutes but we're going to talk about where we're going why we picked it uh talk about the courses we're going to be playing and just a few things more of a fun episode for us but i hope you guys enjoy uh i also wanted to say a a deep thank you from all three of us and hope you guys had a, a happy thanksgiving but we uh we surpassed 600 followers on instagram so um you know may not seem like a lot to some people but to us it's huge we really appreciate it uh, so continue to share and like, and comment on posts, uh, and, and tell us what you like and don't like, and, and, uh, hopefully we can continue to grow this. So we, uh, we appreciate that. This is, uh, you know, I know we're in season three, but this, we just finished our last major. So this is really like, we're moving into our, our third season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the next year. We, uh, we got some things cooking and, um, with that, uh, that's all I got. Vinny, why don't you, uh, why don't you take us home? No doubt. All right, ballers. We're happy to be back.
2: Let's uh, let's end this one the right way and say, you know, congrats to DJ. He absolutely blitzed that damn thing. And uh, <laughs> let's get ready for four majors in all all next year. But, you know, if you're getting out there, it's warm where you live. You know, get out there. Hit the damn ball. Play great. Play better than me. Don't hit any hostile rockets. And uh, we'll be catching you after the... Gentleman's Cup of review. Appreciate it.